Hey crew, this is the Active Oakland Podcast. We wanted to start with a quick question. Are you an active individual in the Bay Area who prioritizes their fitness and wants to enjoy a pain-free and healthy lifestyle? Are you the kind of person who finds great fulfillment in being active, whether that's playing sports, running marathons, hitting lifting PRs, or being the weekend warrior? Well, if that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. We are here to provide you with the tools to stay active for life. The Active Oakland Podcast is sponsored by ProKinetics Physical Therapy and Performance. At ProKinetics, we help active adults and athletes in the Oakland and the surrounding Bay Area get back to workouts and sports they enjoy without having to go through surgery, stopping activities they love, or relying on pain medicine. We're going to achieve these goals by focusing on four key pillars of health. These pillars are movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. We want to teach you how to become more resilient individuals and how to move better and optimize our bodies to live better for life. So head over to ProConnectRehab.com and see how we can help you get back to your active lifestyle. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Active Oakland podcast. My name is Dr. Ben, and I am joined today by a special guest, uh, Dr. Nima. He is a physical therapist, and he's actually a physical therapist with uh, my staff, ProConnect Physical Therapy and Performance, and he's our go-to guy for all things all things running um, and our specialist for that, and I thought it'd be great to have him join us today to kind of uh, break some myths that might be out there with regards to running and answer some of the questions that we get a lot with regards to uh, just the topic running in general. So uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Dr. Neiman. If you want to just kind of give us a rundown on who you are and introduce yourself, that would be awesome. Yeah, what's up, Ben? Um, so I appreciate you having me on. Um, I've been trying to do this for a little bit of time, so it's, this should be fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I'm Dr. Nima, physical therapist. I've been a physical therapist for just over three and a half years now, and I've worked in a few settings, um, mainly outpatient orthopedics. And so, you know, I love sports. That's my major, major passion. Um, as you know, we like to talk hoops pretty often. So I'm a oh, pretty big Warriors fan. So all the Oakland people out there could get on board with that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. That's no, awesome. That's awesome. So let's just dive right into it. We'll dive right into it. Uh, into running and, and start kind of breaking some of these myths that might be out there um, and address some of the questions that I know I know you get a lot and I get a lot as well um, from the runners that we see. So I want to start with one of the more important topics and one of the biggest myths out there, in my opinion. And so the question is, the question I get a lot and you get a lot is, is running hard on the body? I'm just going to leave it at that and turn it to you. You know, I, um, I, I would say a large majority of my runners, um, maybe 80 or 90%, um, they ask me this question usually on the first day. And they wanna know like, is what I'm doing really hard on my joints? And it's kind of a vague response that I usually give because it's, it's, uh, it's not that easy of an answer. And I usually say yes and no. Um, any kind of high impact activity that you do, you know, any sport that you play, whether it's football, basketball, running, tennis, soccer, I mean, you name it, <clears throat> you're putting a lot of stresses on your body. And 
Um, in that sense, yeah, sure, it's hard on your body. However, on the same token, you can always do things to help offset some of that. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about stretching and staying mobile or strengthening the right muscles, and we can kind of dive into that as we go forward. But um, it's it's usually that kind of response that I give people. And then, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't know if I want to be running, I'm getting kind of older, and it's gonna, you know, hurt my joints or you know, whatever it is. Um, and I usually tell them like, hey, if that's your love and that's your passion and that's how you want to stay active, keep doing that. Um, there are always things we can do to help offset some of the stresses on your body. And you shouldn't stop what you love to do just because you are afraid of what damage could be caused. So. For sure. No, I 100% yeah. agree with that. I mean, it's really, it goes just down to what capacity have you built up for your body? You know, like you mentioned, there's like a lot of sports are hard on the body. Depends, depends on how hard it is. You know, if you built up the strength and the support around that joint, it's not hard on it. You just need to build up that resiliency for the body to allow you to be able to tolerate whatever exercise that you want to be doing. I think just running gets kind of a, a bad rep for that. So I kind of wanted to, yeah, shatter that myth and no running is not hard on the body if you build the body up in a capacity that can withstand it, which is totally hundred percent possible as well. And something that we help tons of people, people do as well. So um, I love that. And then uh, next question we get a lot is, and uh, a lot of the patients that come in, we ask them like, you know, what have, what have you tried doing to help, help fix this or how long has this been going on? And I hear so many people get in the rut of resting an injury and they take a week or two off and they're like, I feel great. And then I try and go back into running again. And they just have been going through the cycle um, of on and off uh, cycling, on and off running. And so my question to you, Nima, is, is, uh, is rest, where does, what, re what role does rest play in the recovery process? And is resting an injury, doing just purely resting, is that going to get you over the hump of overcoming an in a running related injury? So to answer the first question, rest is extremely important and rest in terms of recovery is important, but there are ways we can define rest. So this kind of leads to the second question and doing absolutely nothing and just relaxing. That's not really rest. You want to, um, you know, allow your body to heal and give your muscles time to recover, allow the blood to circulate throughout the body with active recovery. And that's usually what we try to push. So any kind of mobility work, you know, um, work on the joints a little bit and getting some active motion involved and not just static stretching, but like more dynamic type of stretching and things. Um, static stretching also has its place, but um, you know, in general, you should be staying just as active in terms of like your movement and your ability to actively recover as much as you are running. Because again, we kind of talked about this on that first question is you want to be able to offset a lot of those stresses on the body. And this is one way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times I see people, I, I love that you a term kind of um, put a term on the different types of rest. Like what, well, it depends on what type of rest are you doing? Are you doing an active recovery? You're just not doing anything at all. And I see a lot of people where they just don't do anything at all. And that's actually making the problem worse in my opinion, because what's happening is when you rest, you, if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, that's, it's, it's to a T with, with regards to strength and, uh, and control with that too. For so sure. if you, if you just completely rest and don't do anything, um, you're just going to, those areas that are weak and leading to the issue in the first place are just going to get weaker. And on top of that, muscles that were strong and providing a lot of support 
that weren't that were preventing a lot of injuries are actually now getting weak as well and might there might be new injuries that pop up when you return to running because now not only were the weak muscles even weaker but the strong muscles that were strong are now become weaker and pose new issues as well so um that's my my two stunts on that i don't know if you have any comments on that or or uh, what your thoughts are on that but well something that's interesting actually um is you know somebody who comes back after a really long run and says they're extremely sore and they they can't move kind of like after leg day right you mm-hmm. you feel like you're just totally busted up and you can't you can barely get out of a chair um, and you feel like you have to just sit and just rest and let the body do its thing but mm-hmm. actually it's kind of funny those people that come in with those kind of complaints i usually encourage them and i say hey if you have a spin bike at home or if you have a, a regular bike at home Go out for like a five or 10 minute bike ride and just see how you feel out. And I would say essentially 10 times out of 10, they'll come back and be like, oh my God, my soreness go away. Like after the first couple of minutes, that's where the active recovery component comes in. So I I think that part's pretty cool. For sure. For sure. No, I love that. I love that. I mean, that's, that's huge, important advice um, as well. So no, I like that. I like that. So another question I have for you, Nima is, can you stretch and foam roll your way over can you stretch and foam roll your way out of an injury and fix the root issue by doing, by just doing stretching and foam rolling? Yeah. Uh, so the short answer is no. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you, if you are just foam rolling and trying to stretch, um, it's only going to get you so far. I find that a lot of times I have to explain to my clients like stability and strengthening are just as important and you have to take this as like a global approach as opposed to a one-sided approach and uh, kind of an interesting question i got from one of my clients he actually loves to run Um, he came in with some knee pain and he was saying hey you know what i stretch a lot and i go on my runs and i i just feel like i haven't been really getting any better it still hurts my knee when i run what what should i be doing i don't understand why stretching isn't helping and you know, we went through the examination and um, we found a lot of weakness through some of his muscles. He could barely balance on an unstable surface with one leg. So mm-hmm. a lot of that multiplanar type stuff and the lack of strength is probably exactly. part of the cause to his knee pain. And that stuff isn't being addressed, you know? So um, he does a lot of stretching and I'm sure he probably is foam rolling too, but mm-hmm. you got to combine both components there. Exactly. Exactly. You got to figure out like, why is the uh, why is that muscle getting so tight in the first place? And usually muscles get tight because they're not, they're compensating for lack of strength elsewhere. And so the body is just compensating to pr- protect that joint. And so it gets tight. So what happens is, yeah, people just, as you know, they just turn to stretching and foam rolling to loosen up that muscle. But when they go for a run again, because the root issue was actually their lack of strength, that tightness comes right back. And so it's really just mm-hmm. kind of being reactive rather than being proactive. And, um, and that kind of leads me into, uh, my next topic on, on strength training, should runners be strength training? And, and if so, how important it is that? And kind of what is your, what is your, your advice uh, for strength training and uh, runners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been, I've been playing basketball my whole life and basketball and running have very similar qualities in terms of the amount of time and the amount of impact spent on your feet. Um, and that's put on your feet and your lower body period. Um, and one thing I find is I, I had been doing strength training since I have been in high school. Um, mm-hmm. Knock on wood, 
uh, you know, maybe from a little biased perspective, I haven't had any major issues, luckily, and hopefully it stays that way. But I, I think there is a huge um, benefit to strength training if you are going to be running or any kind of high impact activity, but specifically running, because a lot of runners, um, like you said earlier, they tend to focus on getting that tightness out, foam rolling, stretching, and not emphasizing the strength training. And the relationship between the muscles and the joints and running form is extremely important. And I find that a lot of runners, they don't focus on maybe the right areas to strength train, you know, from a global standpoint, there are times when our runners are squatting or doing some lunges and stuff, but is their technique correct? Or are they getting the right kind of outside perspective on maybe is there a shift on their squat or mm -hmm. is their knee caving in when they're doing a lunge or, you know, specifics that might be caused from other areas of deficit that they might not know, but could be the reason why they're hurting when they're running. So right. I'm, I'm exactly. a huge proponent for strength training, especially in those that run. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the strength training, I'm on the same page with you. Strength training is so imperative uh, for runners. And I love that you touched on, uh, you can't just do strength training, you gotta do strength training right. Because like, yeah, if you have a shift in your squat and you don't know it, it's just reinforcing any imbalances there. And that in turn can cause running related injuries as well with imbalances. So I love that you put an emphasis on, on strength training, right? And making sure you're not reinforcing any imbalances that you have and doing it right there too. So uh, at least me and my next question is what areas uh, with, if uh, runners are doing strength training, what exercise or what areas should they be focusing on um, primarily to decrease their likelihood uh, for running related injuries uh, in the future? So a week ago, super in depth with this, if we really wanted to, but I think to kind of keep it maybe in simpler terms, um, you know, I think very commonly I find that there's one infamous muscle that everybody probably has heard of at some point in their life, but it's the gluteus medius. And that one tends to be the source of a lot of running type of stresses on the knee itself and other joints in the hip and ankle too. But um, I find that strengthening in multiple planes, which a lot of those hip stabilizers and pelvic stabilizers, one of them being the gluteus medius, is uh, those are responsible for some of that stuff. So, um, you know, runners usually are running in the sagittal plane. So just forward and back, right? Unless they're running backwards, I don't know many people that do, but mainly forwards, right? So just right. in that plane that we're talking about, um, a lot of times they have forces that are coming from the ground up into their body that could be affecting maybe the frontal plane, which is this kind of a horizontal plane or the transverse plane, which is that rotational plane. Mm -hmm. And so uh, kind of focusing on strength exercises for gluteus medius would be one to help stabilize that the hip mm -hmm. a little bit better when they're running. Um, of course, you wanna foam roll and stretch to offset some of the tight muscles and, and tightness that could go on through the muscles of the joints, but um, also emphasizing eccentric control I find that helps quite a bit and that is basically just the slow down phase um, and focusing on kind of the smaller again stabilizing muscles so I like with a lot of my runners I like doing step downs or like decline squats with their heels elevated to really help build a lot of that eccentric like quad control and strength and um, of course you know we always know about our our main our big seven and 
part of that includes squatting and lunging with appropriate technique, which is kind of what we touched on. And those are pretty major components of strength training too. So, I mean, the list goes on, but yeah, I'm yeah. sure you probably have a few that you can add there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we could talk all day about, about what is important for runners when it comes to strength training. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things that you touched on was that gluteus medius, that muscle in, in your hip. So if you don't have that strength there, that's going to influence your control of your pelvis and can lead to back pain when with running. It can also lead to knee pain as well, because that muscle controls the position of that knee. Uh, when you're running, you're landing with three to five times your body weight. And so um, if you don't have control and strong enough uh, strength for in that muscle, that knee joint is just going to be thrown all over the place. Uh, another key piece too, um, I want to say it's as important as like strength that, I, that hip muscle, but it's also like the foot strength as well. Um, Cause what that knee is going to do whatever that the foot as well as the hip tells it to do. Right. So if somebody has really, really weak feet, what's going to happen is their foot's going to collapse in and that's going to also cause their knee to collapse in just based on pure biomechanics. I'm not going to get too in depth with that, but that just throws off the tracking of that kneecap and throws that knee all out of alignment. And it's going to lead to issues as well. So I see a lot of runners that come in and I ask them what they've been, been working on and they're like, well, I have knee pain. So I'm just like, I'm primarily focusing on like the knee, obviously. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's would be what most people do. But as we know, that's really actually rarely ever the reason for people's pain. It's usually due to weakness above and below, uh, sorry, below or above that knee joint as well. So it's super important to make sure that we have adequate strength in both the feet as well as the hip. So, um, but yeah, anything else to add on that yeah. game at all? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because um, I would say with like a large majority of my clients that have knee pain and it's, if it's from running, I tell them, look, I, I work on your running injuries and I pretty much avoid your knee. And so they're like, what do you mean? You know, this is, right. this is where it hurts. And right. uh, I'm glad you brought up the foot because um, I, I would say in pretty much every single exercise program, depending on how they present during the initial evaluation, but I'm always including some sort of foot strengthening exercise because believe it or not, I think you had touched on this in the past in one of your other posts, but um, I think it's, I think it's hilarious because it's so true is that your foot six pack is just as important mm -hmm. as your regular core. And right. it's not so much the aesthetic component, but it's more uh -huh. so the actual control and the strength of your foot and your arch support and, um, you know, you being able to use your foot appropriately, which we never think about because you're like, yeah, it's just, it's our feet, right? But we can manipulate with our hands and we should essentially be able to similarly be able to stabilize and control with our feet. Right. And right. Uh, I, I am kind of nerd out on running shoes and, and stuff like that. And I usually like to um, talk to people and work on that with a lot of our clients because, um, you know, I, I've tried a few myself and I, Think that that's extremely important because they always ask about orthotics and stuff but again mm -hmm. it comes down to foot strength and you know, hip strength mainly yep yep exactly yeah i'm glad, glad you this is tying nicely in our next our next topic too um is running shoes and then also orthotics and like uh do you recommend orthotics to your patients and uh and kind of what is your what is your feel on that and then also um well let's start with that and then we'll dive into the next topic i want to touch on is also minimalistic shoes and and whatnot too but let's start before we jump ahead too much, let's start with the orthotics. What are, what are your opinions on that? And what do you recommend to, to your runners? Yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I, um, 
I never really am on the extreme end of things. I never say 100% no to something or 100% mm -hmm. yes. I would say orthotics. Those are some things that I usually lean towards more no. And it's, mm -hmm. it, of course, it depends on the person's foot. And I think that's the biggest thing is that during the evaluation, we will kind of take a look at the foot, um, its mechanics, how you do with weight bearing, with non-weight bearing, with walking, with standing on one leg. And we look at all that, but it really depends. So mm -hmm. I, if, if someone is saying that orthotics are helping them, I usually will say, well, in the beginning stages, keep them in. If that helps you feel better and allows you to do what you want to do, go for it. However, for a long-term solution, orthotics really aren't going to do the job. And you need to have that foot strength that we kind of talked about earlier to be able to support you so you're not reliant on some sort of an external stimulus or an external support to be able to give you what you need. Because it really, your body is, is really good at being supportive and stable as long as you tell it what to do. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And I mean, it goes to the, um, yeah, 100% agree with that. Like you can't be on the extreme ends of things. You know, there's, do orthotics serve a time and place? Absolutely. Um, but our, my goal as a PT, and I know this, this is your goal too, is we don't want patients to be relying on those orthotics. I actually love it when a patient comes in, I'm like, what are, what is, what are some things that help with this? And they're like, actually I have an orthotic and it helps quite a bit. I'm like, okay, great. Because what that tells me is if we can just get that foot, the strength in the foot to provide that stability that the, the orthotic is doing, then we're going to get the same exact pain relief that the, that the uh, orthotic is providing as well. And so unless they have like a skeletal abnormality that they have, like people think that they have flat feet. Well, we, you, there's two different types of flat feet, in my opinion. Is it, is it flat because of the skeletal system or is it flat because your foot is weak? And most of the time it's because that foot is weak. It's rarely ever because of skeletal abnormalities. And so if we can strengthen that foot, it's going to do exactly what that orthotic was doing. And another thing too, is if you're using orthotic, it's really just doing what the muscles are supposed to be doing. And again, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so the muscle's not having to work because the orthotic is providing that support. And so that muscle gets even weaker, which makes you even more reliant on that orthotic. But I mean, I totally agree with you that it serves a place. Like if we, if we have somebody that is running uh, with orthotics and we just completely take that out and have them go run again, they're most likely going to have like plantar fasciitis or some, some injury is going to pop up as well. So I really like what right. you touched on. Like you've got to wean, you got to wean people off of that as well and make sure they're not on becoming reliant on it too. Um, I know you gotta get going here and you might know your time is valuable, but let's top, let's jump into one last topic here. And that is kind of what you touched on a little bit is uh, running shoes. Uh, I, patients ask all the time, what should we be doing with regards to running shoes? Should we, I've heard about minimalistic shoes and, and what role uh, do those serve and should I be using those? And so I'm gonna let you kind of touch on, on that. So I guess my question is, should it be what are the best running shoes and also, um, what are your thoughts on minimalistic shoes too? Yeah, I, I geek out on running shoes, man. I always tell people during my, during my evals that are runners, you know, they ask about shoes and I'm like, yeah, you might've opened a can of worms. So I won't, I won't bore you too much, but <laughs> right, right. I usually, um, I usually tell people, I mean, it, it definitely depends on the foot. And I think that's what it boils down to. And that person's anatomy and not only the foot, but the knee and the hip and how they move through the kinetic chain when they're jogging and when they're running. And um, I like to record people when they tell me that they love to run. So I'll record them in slow motion if, if they let me and we will kind of break down what's happening to the foot and the hip and the knee 
in the low back and the pelvis and, you know, throughout the whole chain. And we'll kind of see what the body's doing. And, you know, it boils down to what the best shoe is for them. So, you know, for example, somebody who is a pretty significant heel striker who has a rigid, more rigid foot, high arches, somebody like me, I wouldn't survive in a minimalistic shoe. Uh, uh, that would tear my foot apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who has maybe a, a flatter foot, um, like a more neutral arched foot, but they have the appropriate muscular control. They don't heel strike as much. They have good running form. Maybe they could benefit from a minimalistic shoe. And um, I always like to err on the side of a little more support just because the ground and the forces coming from the ground yep. are so strong, like you said. Mm-hmm pretty significant in terms of the multiplied force to the body. So a little bit of support is always good, but you know, again, it depends on that person's running form and and their foot structure and their anatomy in general. Um, Very, very seldom do I recommend a minimalistic shoe for somebody. Most people I like to either recommend maybe something with a little more arch support on the inside of the shoe or something with a little more cushion. So it always depends, but yeah. Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent agree. I mean, there's no one size fits all and uh, it's, you know, everybody is different. You know, everybody's running mechanics are different. Biomechanics of how they move is different. Their strength is different. The skeletal system and alignment is different and, and all that too. So it's really got to be customized to that individual. So hundred percent agree there too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this has been awesome, Nima. Um, those were the main questions that, that I had for you today. And I think will be really beneficial for a lot of runners that might be listening in um, to this episode as well. Um, I want to turn it to you on any other useful information before we hop off here that you can you can give to runners or anything that you want to uh, kind of finish with at all. I, not necessarily. I just think the main thing is, um, you know, people, especially during this time with the pandemic and stuff, people are out and trying to find other ways to exercise and work on their bodies and stuff. And I always want to encourage movement and staying active and doing whatever you can because just you want to keep the body healthy just in general. Um, but always, you know, do your research or seek out some professional advice to make sure that things are appropriate and things are going well and that you're doing stuff appropriately and that your progression and your training regimen is appropriate. Because honestly, as physical therapists, I mean, this is what we do, but the last thing we want is for people to get hurt, you know? So that's kind of our, our main goal. And so, um, yeah, just, just kind of doing doing your due diligence and making sure everything is going right, but hopefully everybody will stay healthy and stay active and continue to push forward through this whole process here. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. So um, if anybody is looking to reach out to you, Nima, for if they have questions or want to work with you or uh, learn more about you um, and just get, get the help that they, that, that they might need, what's the best way to, to reach you and uh, find you? Yeah. So um, our, our center is Prokinetics, Physical Therapy and Performance. So you can check out our website, prokineticsrehab.com. You can always reach out to us. Um, you can email me, nima at prokineticsrehab.com. And um, you can always find us on Instagram, social media. We do some of our posts and, and some informational and educational videos and stuff there. But um, yeah, we'd be happy to, to help whoever comes our way. That's, that's our goal there, so. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Love it, Nima. Uh, thanks again for your for your time. This has been awesome. I think it, yeah, this is gonna uh, reveal a lot of gems and answer a lot of questions that I know a lot of runners out there there have. So I appreciate your time and your expertise, and and uh, it's been fun.
So thank you. For sure, man. Thanks for having me. Go Warriors. For sure. Thank you so much for listening to the Active Oakland podcast, and we will catch you next time. If you want to find out more about our guests and want to find out more about how to live a healthy and active lifestyle, then head over to ProKineticsRehab.com to learn more.